Welcome to the Rare Find Voices podcast. My name is Robin Koenig, and I'm the CEO and founder of Rare Find. I'm a self-improvement junkie, a certified professional coach, podcast host, and public speaker. And I'm a wife and mom of four teenagers. I'm an expert at helping people use their gifts to take intentional action and get intentional results. How do I do this? By helping you realize your gifts and use them as your superpowers. I love challenging people to think differently, see things differently, and then do things differently to create powerful change in their life. Each week, I'll share my voice or bring forward another rare find voice to help you uncover your gifts, step into that power, and allow your brilliance to shine through. Believe me, I know how it feels to struggle with feeling good enough, pretty enough, smart enough, and successful enough or deal with a major life transition, such as getting married or getting divorced, changing jobs and having kids. This podcast is for you if you want to be more confident in your own skin, transform your mindset and get out of your own way. So if you're ready to show the world your greatest gifts, then keep on listening because you are a rare find. So let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Rare Find Voices podcast. I'm so excited about this topic today because it actually came up in one of my own coaching conversations with one of my coaches. So yeah, coaches need coaches. (laughs) That's a fact. Um, We are, we're always like continually that teacher and the student And for me, I really love to share what I learn along the way with other people. It benefits me as a coach, but it truly does help my clients understand that like I've walked in their shoes in so many different ways. And so I want to bring that to them to help them move and grow and, and, you know, move forward to the place that they want to go. And so it's really important for me to share some of those experiences you know, honestly, like if we're not growing, we're stagnating. So if my goal is to help other people grow and see more possibilities, then I better darn be doing it myself, right? (laughs) So I want to talk today about the concept of pressure and kind of more specifically, like how it feels. So the idea that you can feel under pressure or you can apply pressure and have it feel completely different. So let me set the stage here. So I was, I was chatting with my coach and we were having a conversation about finances, like financial planning for the business. And we were setting some goals for the year, which, you know, it's not necessarily always the favorite topic for a lot of entrepreneurs or small business owners, but it's definitely a necessary one. You know, you cannot avoid the numbers game in any business. And so, um, you know, so we were having a really good conversation, you know, strategic conversation about it. And, you know, for me, it's, it's an okay conversation. I actually don't run the other way when I start thinking about numbers. Um, I'm pretty good with numbers, in fact, but it's, I just don't love to do it. So, um, so I don't run the other way, but I do sometimes see myself avoiding it unless I have some really specific accountability. So we were tackling it and I was putting some of my work on paper, you know, putting together a year end goal and then breaking it down into three months, six months, and then month by month. So, you know, that's, it's a super good practice, by the way, like if, 
this is not something you're doing, please reach out to me. <laughs> I would be absolutely happy to help you. Um, and so, you know, this, this was the body of work that we were focusing on. So then we started to talk a little bit about energy and money. Like everybody, there's, everybody has energy that comes along with conversations about money, whether it be your business or your personal finances, like there's, there's an energy connected to it. And some of it comes from, you know, past situations, maybe how we've grown up with it. Um, but there's definitely energy there. And I talk a lot about, uh, core energy, right? I would talk a lot about the positive anabolic energy, the good stuff that lifts us up, makes us feel good and want to do more. And then the negative catabolic energy that weighs us down. And so I was sharing a little bit more about my story about getting laid off, you know, years ago, back in 2017, and making the decision to go into business for myself. So, you know, so I was telling the story and kind of bringing him up to speed with some of the backstory as we've been working together now for a few weeks. And I was referring back to that feeling of like having a job, like a J-O-B, going to work for somebody else versus working for myself. And I brought up the, the, the fact that, you know, said sometimes I feel a certain amount of pressure when it comes to, you know, my income. And, you know, so it was like talking about this and, and in a way that was just like sharing the facts about how, you know, I, I have done a lot of different things in my career. You know, that's not new news. I've worked in the corporate environment. I've worked for a nonprofit. I have worked freelance like two decades ago and now working for myself. Like I have seen the ups and downs, the, you know, highs and lows when it comes to finances. But the, at the end of the day, like, I've always had a job. I've always had um, a career. And I've also always been very proud of the fact that, you know, I worked very hard to get to where I am, to do all of these different things. And that definition of success for me has had a financial connection in some ways it has. Um, and as a woman in business, like there are some things that I feel like I have definitely like raised the ceiling. I've raised the bar and, um, I feel really good about that, but I've always worked. Um, you know, when I, when I had my son, I took, you know, the kind of traditional amount of leave probably, I don't know, I think it was about six weeks after I had him that I wound up, you know, going back to work. And part of it was I, I needed to, um, you know, from a financial perspective, but I felt good about it. You know, there were struggles, believe me. I mean, I remember that first day of going back to work, how difficult it was. I mean, I cried all freaking day, but, um, but anyway, the, the story here is the fact that I've had this idea in my mind that um, being a full-time career-oriented female that's also a mom, that that had some uh, association to what I wanted to do in my financial landscape, I guess. So basically, I knew I had this like perception around what that meant for myself and the way that it motivated me to, you know, want to continually, you know, do more and my definition of success. 
But what I didn't realize was that I was, I, when I said I put a certain amount of pressure on myself, that it was becoming a negative connotation when I said that word pressure, you know? So it was very interesting because I was trying to find a better way to like phrase it. Like I found myself in this conversation with my coach talking about this word. All of a sudden it was like, huh, what is this motivation? Well, it didn't feel like necessarily motivation to put these numbers together. It was kind of like I said the word pressure and I like instantly realized what was going on. The word pressure felt like force, which, you know, the, the whole, um, the whole basis of force is essentially to create resistance, right? Like when you apply force, there's a resistance created and that's not necessarily a positive thing. The, the pressure when I was describing it wasn't coming from other places. I mean, like I could make up a story and be like, you know, oh, well, the pressure is because I have, you know, things to buy for my kids or bills to pay or whatever. Like that's all just crap. Honestly, it has nothing to do with that. The, the feeling of pressure was coming from me. It was my own expectations of what I was supposed to do and why that was creating the pressure. I didn't have anybody in my life telling me what was required, you know, like applying that pressure. It was my own belief system as to, you know, who I was, what I've done in my past, where I've been before and what that meant, what that signified for me and where I wanted to go. And all of this was then turning into a feeling of pressure that when I'm sitting down to do something that should be fairly simple to just like get it done, all of a sudden I was like, this is, this is feeling like it, like a negative process. And I didn't want that. Like I'm aware enough of myself and doing this kind of work to notice when something's coming up energetically. And I was like, huh, that's, this isn't feeling like it's going to serve me. How do I change that? And so I was like, okay, well, I want to now I want to share this. I want to share this concept about the mindset of pressure and being able to recognize if it's actually a positive or negative thing, how to, how to understand the difference and like what to do to change that. Because that now became very important for me. So so I want to just kind of like give you some, some nuggets to think about here because that's what I do. I love understanding now these words and things that are defined in a certain way that could be then having an impact on my life. And, and I want to change the impact it's having to be powerful instead of uh, holding me back, right? So, um, so just here's, let me, let me kind of go into more of the quote definition, because I found this so interesting for me to now dig into the word and start to define it and then redefine it. So that's what we're going to do next. Okay. So the definition of the word pressure, I mean, literally just pulled it off the internet, but I wanted to go through each one because I find it so interesting. So by definition, it's a continuous physical force exerted on or against an object Okay, so that's kind of the basic understanding, right? Pressure exerting physical force against something. 
It's the use of persuasion or influence or intimidation to make someone do something like that kind of that has a negative connotation, right? Just by definition. The next one was the attempt to persuade or coerce someone into doing something. Okay, that still that still feels negative. Um, The influence or effect of someone or something that's pretty neutral. The feeling of stressful urgency caused by the necessity of doing or achieving something, especially with limited time. Holy cow, that feels, that feels really, like it uses the word stress, stressful urgency. Like that definitely has a negative connotation. Um, The next one, amazing. The burden of physical or mental distress. Okay, I could see how that wouldn't feel very good. Burden, distress. (laughs) Um, And then the last one was a sensation aroused by moderate compression of a body part or surface. Okay, that makes sense. Like that's, that's pretty like scientific description of pressure. So, and then, okay, so then I get even like a little bit more geeky about this, which I love. So I went into, you know, the synonyms. I was just again curious, like, okay, what are some other words that, you know, are the same that you could replace with the word pressure? And, oh my gosh, I was like, this is crazy. So strain, stress, tension, peer pressure, under pressure, coerce, uh, persuade, wait, harass, nag, pester, browbeat, brainwash, bludgeon. I mean, honestly, I was like, I kept reading these synonyms and I was like, of course we associate this with a negative thing. Like, look at the way that we're like we're raised to understand what this word is supposed to mean so it like it actually really blew me away because now all of a sudden I was like I was almost kind of like mad I was like (laughs) frustrated that this word had become such a negative thing when I also know how it can be such a positive thing right so I changed, I started to kind of think about, like really think about the instances of the word from a very positive perspective. Like how can that word be used in in a positive way? So here's some of the things that I started to think about. Applying pressure to help with a wound, for example. Like I just literally came from getting some blood work done, super simple stuff. And, you know, they put, they put the thing and they're like, okay, hold the little gauze thing in there. And they wrap your arm up to make sure that, you know, it stops the the bleeding from where the needle was super simple, but like apply pressure to the wound and it'll stop bleeding. Like that's a positive thing. That wasn't like, oh my God, no, I don't want to apply pressure. No, I like did that and it helped it go away. Okay. Um, In, you know, in Eastern medicine, right? Pressure points. Pressure points are parts of the body that are used. They actually are more the acupressure points used in traditional Chinese medicine. And so, you know, you can identify certain spots that are believed to, you know, improve energetic flow throughout the body. Super powerful, super positive. Like that's a, that's an amazing use of that word pressure. Um, Pressure cooker. (laughs) I know, don't laugh, but this is why this is a good word because for me, first of all, it's my favorite appliance, but the, the pressure that's created in the pressure cooker, it's so efficient. 
it does things so much faster and more efficient than you could possibly do any other way. So by applying pressure in that container, it literally will transform my chicken in 20 minutes instead of, you know, two hours. So I, you know, laugh all you want, but I was like, yes, pressure, pressure cooker. It's amazing. I love the word pressure in that, in that context. <laughs> um, and, and then, you know, the other piece of it, when I was thinking about the definition was how, you know, creating tension, right? If you, if you create tension when there's pressure, it, it isn't always a negative thing. Like it, creating tension can actually be very powerful, right? So that, that came up. And then the final piece that I was looking at was about the, the idea of peer pressure, And again, I don't disagree that that can have a negative effect, but also pressure from peers or even your own personal self-pressure can motivate someone to do something that they may not have done otherwise, that they they actually have the strength and the willpower to do. So it is a motivating force and can be if you have it in your mind that it is a positive opportunity. And so I, I want to ask like a question. I want to put this out there and ask you, like, what would happen if you could redefine the, the definition of the word pressure, have it be a positive definition, and how could you apply pressure and have it serve you? Like that was the big aha for me when I started to change what I believed about the word pressure and how I could apply it to being powerful and serving me better. It was like this huge aha moment. Like I was like literally on the call with my coach and I was like, oh my gosh, I just need to redefine this word. (laughs) And then it turned into this idea that I like having pressure in a way that I know is going to move me forward faster, more efficiently, without like complexity, without force. And it works. And the reason I know it works is because I had to then, I mean, this was what I was telling myself, I had to go back and think about how it could serve me and when it had before. And so, and this is what came up for me was the fact that when I was training competitively in weightlifting, and that's part of my story. And if you've listened to my other episodes, you probably know that about me. But when I was training and I had a coach in weightlifting, um, you know, he would, he would look at my training plan and be like, okay, well, we have a, a, you know, a competition in say, you know, 12 weeks or 16 weeks. Let's just say I'm starting a whole new cycle and I'm like, "Ah, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to compete in this particular um, uh, competition. It would usually be like a 16 week training cycle. That was probably the smallest amount of time. But in that 16 weeks, like the things that I was able to do when I put forward the specific intention, when I put in the time for training, when I followed the, you know, guidelines and the recommendations from my coach, like that's why I had him. I was able to do amazing things in a very short period of time. And so what I found myself thinking about was time and how it, when I don't have pressure, like 
positive, powerful pressure on me to do something, I probably, I probably stretch my timelines to do things way longer than I, I say should. Not that I'm shooting on myself, but way longer than I probably need to because I think for whatever reason that I, I like, I need more time when the reality is I know I can accomplish more in less time, but I need somebody to be able to apply that pressure for me to, to get there. And in the process of weightlifting and when I'm training, when I'm doing that, there's no way that my coach would be like, okay, so to move the needle, you know, small amount from here to here, we're going to take 16 weeks. No, like 16 weeks was like the full, like you're going to hit the big goal. You're going to hit that, like that massive, like BHAG for sure. And you're going to hit some numbers you probably aren't even thinking right now. And in fact, I'm probably not even going to tell you, which is really cool. And when (laughs) when you think about, you know, financial stuff, most of us are completely downplaying our opportunities. Like we're completely downplaying what's possible because in our mind, it's like, how is that even possible? Like we can't even fathom it sometimes because we're just like, wow, that sounds amazing. And we don't even want to give ourselves that excitement of like, that's amazing by getting a a huge goal on the table in that like longer period of time. So what I'm trying to help convey here in this very long drawn out story is the fact that when there's pressure, it actually compresses the time and we have an opportunity to embrace that from an, you know, from an external source, right? For me, it's from my business coach saying, you don't like, don't short yourself as far as what your goals are for this long term, because what I put on paper for six months The question he had is, why six months? Why not six weeks? And I was like, whoa, like (laughs) it was like a really big moment of like excitement and also belief that it's possible. And why, why did I want to put myself in that like quote comfortable space of six months when six weeks is possible? Now I have to get to work. I have to like do the things to get there just like in my training just like in weightlifting. And what was so cool, and this is why it was powerful for me to go back to a time when I knew I'd done it is I knew I'd done it. I knew that when I was training and in my mind, a number to hit on the barbell, you know, in my, in my lifts was so like, oh, off the charts, kind of like, wow, that's a big number. I could see it happen when I was consistently training and doing what he said and felt that pressure from him to perform when I got on the platform and I was able to do it. Not in 16 weeks, in 16 days. Like I would do things I never thought I would be able to do because of that pressure, because he would shorten those timelines. He would put things on paper and be like, you're going to do these numbers tonight. I would be like, oh yeah, all right. And then I would prove it to myself. And then I would do it. And then I would go back to the plan and he would readjust those numbers. That's why, honestly, the number at the end, the number that we had in mind for the competition, we wouldn't even talk about it. You know, he knew he had his, he basically had set the plan. He knew what I was doing. But if I had set the plan, 
I would have given myself way too much room, not applied enough pressure, and probably not stuck to the training plan that would get me there faster, more efficiently, and have those powerful results. That's what my coach, my business coach now, is doing for me. And that's what I wanted to share with you because I left that conversation, first of all, not feeling like I was under pressure, like feeling like I was applying pressure in a really powerful way and he was doing the same for me and it was serving me. Like it was absolutely serving me in such a positive way. And so that was a really dynamic shift for me and I wanted to share it with you today. Like as soon as I got off the phone, I started to write some notes down. I was like, this is a podcast episode for sure. I need to share this. And I really, really hope that this is something you can take away with you. So I wanna give you three things to consider to see if pressure, the word pressure, the understanding, the concept of pressure is serving you or hindering you. And this is how I wanna set it up for you. And it goes back to the foundation of how our thoughts, our beliefs are connected to our feelings, our emotions, which are then connected to action or inaction, okay? And that's exactly how you're going to understand better if this is serving you or if it's holding you back or if it's creating stress or if it's this negative connotation that you just avoid, avoid. And in fact, I know that pressure and applying pressure, not putting yourself under pressure will absolutely benefit you in the home run, in the home run, in the long run. In my brain, I was thinking home run, like you're going to hit a home run. So that's how that just happened. (laughs) So anyway, here's what I want you to think. And if you have a journal or piece of paper or want to just come back to this, I'm going to give you some questions to ask yourself to see how this is coming up for you. Okay. So the first question I want you to to think about is think about a time when pressure pushed you forward instead of feeling like a heavy weight on your body, like a burden. Think about a time when it moved you forward, when it motivated you, pushed you forward to do something in a powerful, positive way, instead of feeling like you were being burdened or held down with a heavy weight on your back. I want you to think about that. Like, I know you can come up with an instance when this occurred. It might have been a long time ago or it might have felt not very significant, but I really want you to challenge yourself to think about a time when that actually happened. If for some reason you can't, that's okay. And maybe, maybe you pose the question to somebody else, like get an example or use mine just to kind of wrap your brain around the idea that it's possible to have a belief and to have a thought around pressure being a positive, motivating, forward-moving thing. And then I want you to also think about, like, what was different about that? Like, what were the things, what were the specific, you know, maybe it was the the people around you, maybe it was the environment, maybe it was just like, like, what was different that allowed you to feel good about it to feel positive versus burdened. Okay. And again, I shared with you for me, it was seeing some of the results, which sometimes can change your thoughts, right? 
but also I had somebody else outside of me setting the stage. I had somebody else who was, you know, had my best intentions in mind, who knew what was possible. He was already believing that was possible. And then he was the one setting the stage for me to do the work in a really positive forward moving way. So that's the first piece. This is, these are understanding the thoughts and the beliefs that you have around the word. Then the second piece I want you to, to consider is what feeling when, when you were in this situation that felt forward moving, that felt motivating instead of burdening, what feeling did it convey for you? Like, why did you receive it as a, like a positive thing and like receive it really being open to that working for you instead of feeling crushed by it? And that is, that's a really important second piece because when you understand then the feeling that was connected to it, right? Like when I was talking about how, um, you know, the belief that I'm, you know, I'm the breadwinner for myself and that, you know, it's important to um, provide and all of these things. It created this feeling of stress, this feeling of burden instead of feeling of like excitement and opportunity to provide. It was like, it was like I was thinking about the what if I don't scenario instead of the like, when I do, how awesome it makes me feel and the pride that it gives me, that's a feeling, that's an emotion, that's a very positive thing, right? So getting on the platform, that feeling was like strong. The, the you know, the excitement of competition, it felt courageous, it felt audacious, it felt really powerful and good and I was excited and motivated by that. So I want you to really think about the feeling that it conveys for you because at the end of the day, it's the feeling that you're always going to go back to. If it doesn't make you feel good, then we avoid. We don't do it. That, that is just, that's why these are so connected. So if the mindset is what could happen that's wrong, that creates a feeling of stress and burden, then of course, we're going to just resist a thousand percent. So I want you to think about the feeling that it conveys for you, why you received it instead of feeling crushed by it. That's the second piece. And then the third piece is I want you to now consider the action. So ask yourself what specific action worked for you that again, moved you in a forward, forward momentum, right? Moved you with forward momentum. What specific action worked for you? And maybe it wasn't your action. Maybe it was the action of somebody else. But what specific action worked to make that happen? And how, how can you translate that to something now? How can you take that action and that understanding of what worked and translate that to something now that you want to feel motivated by? Like you want to feel motivated by that pressure and change the energy associated with it. And so for me, the action that worked for me was my coach 
my weightlifting coach setting the stage for the timeline and being my guide and being my navigator through it, knowing that he didn't have to reveal everything about his like his plan because he knew by kind of just keeping me very specifically focused on like almost like one day at a time. I think it was more like one week at a time that, you know, we would have a training plan. We'd be very specific and he'd be like, this is what you're doing this week. And then kind of like shield the rest because he knew by opening up the doors of like me seeing all that he had planned and in mind would kind of maybe freak me out, right? And create unnecessary stress, like keeping me focused on that one week and applying the pressure and being like, you're going to do this this week. And he was like, he was very, very um, supportive. Like he knew I, I was, it was possible. You know, he believed in what I was capable of doing. And so when I think about that too, from this business perspective, now it's like my business coach is able to say, this is what you're going to be able to do in six weeks. Why six months? You know? And it wasn't, he wasn't like, don't be stupid. Like (laughs) the way he said it to me was so powerful and so helpful. It was kind of like a, why not? Why not six weeks? You know, that was powerfully applied pressure that didn't make me feel like I was under pressure to perform. So that was the action that worked for me in both of those situations. And now I'm able to translate it to feel motivated, to feel excited and feel like really confident, actually. What a powerful word is that? Really, I was feeling very confident in the plan that I was able to set forth when it came to the finances which could be a situation feeling under pressure, which many people feel, but I was able to feel like now I'm applying pressure to myself to do this in a way that I know is possible. And so the benefit for me now is I have my financial plan through the rest of 2020. It feels so good to apply the pressure that I needed to myself and have the external pressure from someone that is saying, yeah, yeah, you're going to go do this. You're going to crush it in a really like you're going to crush it and feel really good about it. And it like it literally was such a dynamic experience and conversation that, like I said, I could not wait to share this. I know how powerful it can be to just reframe the the definition of just a single word and now take that away and be like, I I will not look at that word the same. I will absolutely not. And I will not use that word the same in my life because I, I have the ability to choose what it means to me. And now it doesn't mean anything at all in regards to coercion or force or constraint or oppression. I mean, it's like all this stuff that it, it could potentially mean for me, it's powerful. It means you know, healing, it means efficient, it means motivating, and it's serving me. And so I cannot wait to hear from you. If this is helpful for you, please send me a message. Please DM me on Instagram. I'm at rarefind underscore love. If you want to find me on LinkedIn, shoot me a message. Go to my website, or what's my website? Go to my website, robinkoenig.com. And send me an email. I would so love to hear from you or, sh- or send a comment. Like whatever you got to do. Find me. 
Tell me how this is working for you. Let me know if this is powerful. And if it's not, tell me that too. You know, I'm always open to hearing. And um, this was such a fun conversation with my coach. And I'm so happy that I got to share it with you. So please shoot me a message, subscribe, share this with your friends. Maybe this is exactly what they need to hear today. Um, And so I cannot wait to hear how it goes for you. And as always, with love and laughter, have an amazing day.